You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Broncos Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Touchdown Denver, hosted by myself, uh, George Stoya, the Denver Gazette, alongside my good friend, Nick Ferguson. Nick, I'm in London, and I can't lie, it's beautiful here. This is a, an amazing city. I've only been here for a couple hours. Uh, I just got here. I have a little bit of jet lag, but I just got some fish and chips. I'm feeling refreshed. Uh, I'm going to go to Buckingham Palace once we're done recording this. So uh, I, I'm having a blast. How, how's Denver treating you? Well, Denver is great, but uh, it would be better to be in London. I'm sure uh, a typical London day is uh, a little overcast. Uh, the sun is out. Uh, what's the temperature there? It's like 55, 60. It's really nice, though. Like, I'm wearing, I'm not wearing a hoodie. And I think that's because I was just like, we were hauling down the street to get to here because I was like, I need some water and I need to go to the bathroom because I was just on. I mean, that <laughs> flight was so long, Nick, nine hours. I was like. I, and you, you know how it is to sleeping on a plane where you're just kind of like bobbing your head and you're like waking up every 15 minutes. So like I, yeah. I'm running on like zero sleep. So I needed food. So like we, we walked like several blocks and it's beautiful. It's amazing here. Uh, we're in a really good part of town too, but um, I had to take my hoodie off cause I was sweating. I was like, this is a workout uh, carrying my luggage, you know, through the train system to the tube. That was, that was easy too, by the way, I was worried. I was like, I'm going to get lost in this, in, in the, <laughs> In the in the subway system here, and then oh. I was like, "Oh no, it's actually pretty easy." Uh, so, but it's cool, man. I, I'm I'm excited for this week. There's a there's a lot of interesting stuff with the football team, but also just a, a fun trip for for us media folk. Well, for a second there, man, uh, it, it seemed like uh, the problems of uh, the rich and elite. You just like, hey, nine hour flight, your heads bobbing. You were that guy because usually when I see that guy on the plane, I quickly grab my phone. Because your head is bobbing and you're doing all of that stuff, but now you know you're living the life of lifestyles of rich and uh, uh, famous. You're in London. Uh, hey, let's not let's not let's not forget. I was sitting in the back of the plane for this thing. Okay, I wasn't one of those people that has the you know you walk in and there's people there's people in there that have beds or they have like their own little cubby and they can put yeah. their seat all the way back. No man, I'm in. I was in the back. I had an aisle seat and my legs were were. Hanging out to the side, but I my I couldn't even fit my legs behind the chair in front of me. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Let's not forget I was sitting in the back. Okay, fifty two F. There's there's, there's fifty five rows. I was fifty two F. Okay, well, traditionally uh, they would come back and give you uh, the hot towel. Did they did they at least do that so you could wipe your hands and your face? You didn't get that. No, I didn't get any of that. I got a complimentary blanket that was like basically just plastic, <laughs> and. Uh, 
they served us some food, but I didn't eat any of it because it looked like it was just like something you'd just put in a microwave. I was like, I'm not going to eat this on a nine-hour flight. Wait a minute. So you didn't so, eat anything. Did you bring your own snacks or something? Well, I mean, we, we left at 8.30 p.m. So I ate before I got on the plane. I ate dinner. And then when we landed, like they had some food for us as we were landing. But like at that point, it's like really in my brain, it's like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. I'm like, I'm hungry. But then as soon as I got off the plane, I was like, I probably should have eaten something because now I'm starving, you know, but it's okay. I just got some fish and chips. It's, it's, it's already, I don't even know what time it is. What is it? Three, it's almost four o'clock here. I want to go yeah. to bed, but I know I'm not supposed to. Yeah, man. That, that That's the biggest uh, thing, man. And that's kind of uh, uh, what the players are going to have to manage yeah. going over to the UK for the first time. And I, and I think that's why the Denver Broncos decided to leave, uh, you know, right after they played. They didn't leave right after Sunday's loss to the Jets, but they uh, they, lost, they left that next day. But it's going to be so important trying to uh, to manage that because I've made that trip uh, before uh, going out to London when I was in uh, NFL Europe. But more importantly, I did some work for BBC a couple of uh, years back, and I was flying from California. So I had to fly from L.A. to New York and then get on another plane, fly from New York, to the UK. So I know all about it. And the biggest thing is don't sleep. I know they always say, they tell players, they give them the warning, don't sleep. You know, when you get to the hotel room, but that that's kind of like hard uh, not to do, because like you said, your, your, your body clock is already kind of uh, prepared for mountain time. And now you're in London and the sun is out and you want to do a couple of things. So stay up, George, and the players are going to do the same thing. And I don't know how the team is going to get these guys to do activities, but you want to stay up as long as you can, because if you don't, man, it's going to hurt you that next day. Well, and the players are in a weird situation too, because they left a lot earlier yesterday. I mean, they left at like three o'clock. And so they got in around like seven, 8 a.m. London time. And so they have to stay up all day, which I think is going to be pretty difficult to do if you think about their time change. Whereas me, like at least it was nighttime for me. So it feels like I'm just starting a new day and I can go to bed, you know, at nine, 10 o'clock tonight. But uh, those guys, they're trying to stay up all day here in London. And I think they had some team meetings and, and maybe some activities today. I know they didn't have uh, an official practice. They practice tomorrow afternoon here. But uh, it is going to be interesting to see how some of those guys react. I'm, we'll, we'll get to talk to a lot of them tomorrow uh, and see how they're feeling and stuff. But it should be interesting. One guy, though, that did make the trip is Russell Wilson, Nick. Uh, and it sounds like he is trending toward playing. At least that's according to Nathaniel Hackett. What do you think about him possibly playing this week? I I, I, I knew he would make the trip, obviously. Um, but what do you think about the possibility of him playing this week when Broncos are two and five? You know, they probably need this win to stay alive if, in the playoff hopes, if they even have playoff hopes still. Um, but well, what do you think of him, of him potentially playing? I, I don't like the idea at all. I know you mentioned the fact that, hey, Broncos are two and five. Um, they, they want to make sure that they don't drop the two and six to try to keep hopes alive because when you look around the league, things are still tight, even though the Broncos record is what it is. There are a lot of teams that haven't separated themselves, but Brady and Aaron Rodgers, those two quarterbacks are struggling. And just think about what happened with the Colts. You know, they just benched uh, Matt Ryan, uh, a Super Bowl, you know, a quarterback who went to the Super Bowl. So to me, the idea is, hey, you know, you don't play Russell and I've had this conversation with some people, George, and they think that I'm crazy. It's just like the team is in desperation mode. So just go ahead and let them play. I'm like, no, 
Why would you do that? Because think about it. Yeah, he made the trip, and it's all smoke and mirrors to make the Jags have to prepare for Russell Wilson this week, but we know that he has a bad hamstring. And I don't know about you, uh, but I've had a bad hamstring before, and it is no fun at all. It makes everything very difficult. Trying to go to the commode, get on and off the commode, your hamstring, believe it or not, it gives you problems. So why would you put Russell in that situation? And also, George, I'll add this. You play Russell in this game, and we're talking about a young group of guys in Jacksonville. You thought you played against a bunch of hungry guys last week with the Jets. This group here is, can definitely get after you, and they send a lot of stunts up front. And if Russ can't really run, Russ is not going to be cooked. You know, he's going to be al dente, right? So the idea is that you play him, he gets hurt. Now you lose him for a couple of weeks. Now what? Now the season is gone. Now trade deadline, you're trading away everyone. No, you don't do it. I would argue that the, the season's already kind of gone, uh, Nick. I know that's probably a bad mindset, uh, but when you look at the schedule and there being 10 games left, and you're sitting at two and five. I looked up this, the statistics. There's been only eight teams since 1990 to make the playoffs after starting two and five. Actually, last year, the Eagles did it, I believe. They started two and five uh, and ended up making the playoffs. Of course, a big reason why they made the playoffs is their division was so bad that they ended up winning it with a losing record, I believe. Or maybe I think they were either nine and eight or eight and nine, something like that. And they ended up making it. That's definitely not the case for the Broncos, right? You look at their division, that's not going to, to happen, right? Uh, so I, I think that you look at it and you need to say, hey, man, we invested a quarter billion dollars in you. Like, we don't need you to go out there and tear up your hamstring in a game against the two and five Jaguars team in London. Like, that just seems like a horrible idea. Uh, I, I just don't understand that. And I also don't understand, you know, look, Brett Rippon, I thought he played decent the other day. I think he can go win this football game. And all of a sudden, if he does, maybe you do get Russell back and you make a little bit of a run. So I don't think it's one of those things that they need to overthink this here uh, and play and force Russell to play, which they would never force Russell to play. But I think Russell is going to push very hard to play. I, you know, from what I heard last week is that he was pretty upset that he wasn't playing uh, against the Jets. And, and I mean, it makes sense, right? Nick, you and I have gone back and forth about this about can Nathaniel Hackett say, hey, we need you to rest? And it sounds like that's what happened last week. And I wonder if Nathaniel Hackett will do that again this week. I don't think so because I think Nathaniel Hackett also is a little bit on the hot seat. And so he's like, we got, we have to win. Um, and, and I think that that's maybe some of the perspective there. Do you think that Nathaniel Hackett's thinking like that maybe a little bit saying, hey, I got to win because my job might be on the line? Yeah, I'm sure he's uh, he's been thinking that for the past couple of weeks that uh... – he has to win, but once again, well, okay, why win one game and then put yourself in some of a conundrum for the re remaining of the season? You have one week to celebrate on the trip back from London, and we know traditionally struggling teams, when they take their trip to London, someone usually gets fired. And, and right now that's kind of the idea. Well, who's going to get fired if you wanted to look around? Because in college, I'm sure – you know, you did this as well. The professor would always say, hey, look to your left and you look to your right. Some of these people are not going to be here. It's almost like the same thing that the Broncos did flying over, look around this room or look around this airplane. Some of these people are not going to be here, right? So the idea is you, you want to make sure that you keep trending in the right direction. You said to yourself, Brett Rippon in the first quarter, the Broncos look great, right? They moved the ball down the field. They did a couple of things that 
we didn't see with Russell, but you know, their bugaboo is the third and fourth quarter. That's where they struggle. So for him, it's just like focus on Brett Rippon, right? Let rest, let Russ rest. That should be the new hashtag instead of let Russ cook. Because now you essentially get four weeks of Russ resting that hamstring. And then now you hit the buy and then you hit the reset button and you're ready to come back. So his point of emphasis should be on designing better plays to make sure that this team can actually score some points and move the ball down the field in the second half of the game. That should be his uh, Nathaniel Hackett's focus. Do you think they can beat the Jaguars without Russell Wilson? That's the, that's my that's the biggest question for me, right? If you think you can beat him without him, then I'm not playing him. Well, I, look, I look at it this way, you know, um, the defense. Your, your defense is playing well, and they've kept you in every single game. And that's been the saving grace for, for, for the Broncos, the defense. And the, not saying, okay, well, Brett Rippon is inadequate, but watching Daniel Jones and the Giants last week against this uh, Jags team, and when we get into it later, it is having mobility, be able to scramble and pick up some of those plays. So Brett Rippon showed that against the Jets that he can. One play he did frustrate me where it was like a third and one instead of running for the first down, which was like two yards in front of him, he decided to throw to Jerry Judy. But other than that, when he would scramble, he did pick up uh, some, some first down. So that is going to be required for him to do. And Russell is nursing a hamstring, right? Mobility is his strength. And now – you are essentially, no pun intended, you've just hamstringed your offense because your quarterback is limited. So, no, stick with Brett Rippon, play tough defense, and then see how things shake out. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Nick. Um, I, I think that, look, it's just it's just not worth the risk at this point. You don't want Russell to have a long-term injury. And if you want him to play the rest of the season, you know, later this season, you know, why, why risk him in this game particularly, right? Like, it's not like they're playing a division foe or someone like that, right? Like, like that, it would be a little bit different if they were playing the Chiefs maybe this week, right? Uh, but they're not. They're playing a two and five Jaguars team, a team that has also lost four in a row, um, a team that you can probably win without him. Uh, I, mean, sh- I mean, you know, they were so close this last week from winning without him against the Jets. So I, I think that it's, it's one of those situations that what's the risk versus the reward here? Uh, and again, I think Brett is good enough to win this football game. So it's going to be interesting. We'll hear from those guys, uh, you know, tomorrow. Um, you know, they're, they're here in London. I think they're staying out closer to Wembley, uh, uh, which is pretty far from here. But uh, Nick, let, let me ask you this before. Oh, actually, you know what? We need to take a break. And then I'll, I'll, I'll ask you a very important question after this break here. But uh, uh, we've got a lot more to dive into uh, ahead of this, this Broncos-Jaguars matchup. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody. Welcome back from that quick break. And Nick, I uh, was going to ask you a question before we went to the break. And it's uh, mostly just for me because I'm here in London. I've got a long list of things I want to go see. (laughs) What was your favorite part of London when you came here? Um, how, how long ago was that? When, when were you here? Why were you here? And what was your favorite place? To, Cause I know there's a lot of fans. There was a lot of fans on this, on this plane ride. I bet there's some fans listening to this that are going to be in town for the game. Yeah, man. It was about, uh, I'll say, uh, maybe six, seven years ago. Had a, Well, I've been over there twice. So in the span of, I guess, uh, the past eight years, I've been over to the UK twice. Uh, one doing a kind of an NFL kickoff. And we kind of toured around and just, just so happened it was with the Jags cheerleaders, the Jags mascot, because, I mean, let's be totally honest. The Jags are just kind of like a, the team of the, of the UK because Shad Khan has a, a Barclays premier team over there as well. So it was great, man. We went from city to city and, and uh, our jobs were trying to kind of get the fans more engaged in the NFL game, try to introduce them uh, to the game. I did it with Greg Jennings and, uh, uh, OCU and yours. So it, it was great. And, and the fans, man, man, they were so amazing. And you think that, okay, well, uh, when you think about, you know, the UK and, and Europe, that it's just all uh, football, right? And because you can't make this mistake, George, let me, let me tell you this, when you're walking around town and you're talking to people, please, please, when you refer to football, our football, call it American football. Do not make that mistake and call it, oh, football, because, hey, some of those Brits, I mean, they're going to get right on you. So it is th- their football we call soccer. It's football, and our football is American football. But it, it was uh, totally amazing, man. I love every uh, every moment of it. Uh, obviously, playing in NFL Europe back in the day, we didn't play uh, in London, but we did play in Scotland against the Scottish Claymore. So it, it's, it's a great time, man. Enjoy it. Uh, as far as sites you want to see, uh, Buckingham Palace, of course, you definitely have to do that take some photos, uh, take the London eye so you can see everything, uh, Big Ben. And since uh, me and my kids are uh, big Harry Potter fans, uh, I mean, obviously you got to get in the phone booth or whatever platform, Mm -hmm. three quarters, uh, you go do that as well. So uh, that was something that was great. But, you know, the one thing I wanted to do, I actually did this and my wife thought I was nuts for trying to do it. You know, they always have the changing of the guards and they give you some of a schedule when that yeah. happens. And, you know, they say that these guys never break rank. They never show an expression on their faces at all. So me being an American, of course, I had to try to do something to see if I can make one of those guys laugh. But uh, my kids laugh, but uh, neither guys did. So, man, have a great time. Uh, live it up. Uh, take some photos, some videos, or whatever, man. But uh, how many times in your life do you get a chance to say that you can go over to the U.K.? 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm super pumped. There's a, there, I have a long list of things, and that's what I was I was wondering too. And again, it, it'll be interesting to hear from the players. I wonder if they have some things that, and I wonder how much time they have when they come over here. And and that's what I wanted to, to kind of transition to is like, it's an interesting time for them because they came over here. Uh, this is supposed to be a, a fun trip, right? Like the, like you said, once in a lifetime. Uh, a lot of these guys, you know, have never played in London, have never been to London. You know, KJ Hamler was talking about that. There's a lot of sh- a lot of distractions, Nick, uh, in London, right? You can go sightseeing, you can maybe lose your focus. There's a lot of things to go do. And, and I get it. You want to go out and go do those things, but there's a lot of distractions. There's also just a lot of distractions with this football team uh, where no, no matter where they're playing, uh, you've got trade talks going around out there. Bradley Chubb, Jerry Judy, Albert O, Melvin Gordon. Uh, there's a bunch of different stuff floating around out there. How do you think this team handles the, the, the distractions of not only here in London and everything that goes into a game like this playing overseas and internationally and all the other stuff that's just going on with this team, Nick, like it's, it's, it's almost like, I mean, I feel like they they talked about this the other day, maybe it's good timing because they have to go and they have to go bond on the road and you have to get away from everybody. And I I don't think a ton of family members traveled for this trip uh, because they're trying to focus on winning, but also, you know, there, there's other things you probably want to go do. So what, what are the distractions like? this week for this team? Well, I mean, obviously there, there can be a lot of distractions, but I'm sure you know, Coach Hackett got to, together with George Payton and said, okay, once again, telling the players, hey, listen, we all go into London. We know this is a, a trip that a lot of you guys have never been on before. It's an international trip. But, hey, keep this in mind. This is a business trip. Uh, you can sightsee uh, during the offseason, but I'm, I'm sure – there's one thing they have the team doing and they're going to do as a collective and as a group where they're all going to get on the bus and charter down and go see some of whatever it is. It could be Buckingham Palace. And I, I think that you, you have to do that, uh, that one thing, not a multitude of things, George, because this still is a trip where the team is struggling and you're trying to galvanize the team. Uh, the more things that you can do to get them together, I think that will definitely help. But once again, it's a business trip. Take a trip. Charter bus, Buckingham Palace, take a couple of shots, whatever, selfie videos, get the hell back on the bus, get back to the hotel, be, be prepared for practice. And that's sometimes what happens to uh, or could happen to some teams that are visiting that, hey, maybe the Jags or one of the teams that have been over there frequently think, OK, well, here's a team that's coming and they've never been here before. So the players are going to do a lot of sightseeing. So once they get the game time, they're going to be all zonked out. And this is where. Nathaniel Hackett has to step up, and I know that um, you think that he is the big pacifier when it comes to this team as being a little soft. So this is where he has to assert himself and say, hey, team, this is what we're going to do. We're trying to win and just kind of get out there and get these guys to practice and get them ready to play on Sunday. I I will say uh, I don't think he's a big pacifier anymore. I think my perspective is changed on that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A new revelation. What has changed in George? I think, well, I I think what's changed is him. I think he used to be maybe that. I think this last week he's shown maybe a little bit more assertiveness. I think you can look at the Russell Wilson situation as the first sign of that. I think that that was, you know, his call at the end of the day. I think Hackett had to sit down Russell and say, hey, you're not playing. Um, and I, I think that him this week, he's been, and I think part of it is obviously he's just angry that they're losing, but 
he seems to be a little bit more direct in his message, uh, at least with the media, in terms of what he's talking about. So I don't think he's as big of a pacifier as maybe I previously had thought. Though, I will say, and this is what the next thing I wanted to bring up, is I asked him directly uh, yesterday on Monday about the trade deadline and that there's rumors out there about Bradley Chubb and Jerry Judy. And he deflected and, you know, which I I expected, right? Uh, Right. But he deflected and said, you know, that's going to be a George Payton call. But Nathaniel Hackett's going to be in those talks. I mean, if if George Payton comes to him and and asks him his opinion, he's going to give one. And so I'm interested to know what are his thoughts about Jerry Judy and his role in this offense. KJ Hamler is another name that's been out there. Alberto, I think we can all agree, is, is likely not going to be on this football team come next week. Uh, Bradley Chubb, what does he think of his future? So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Hackett Hack handles that. We also are supposed to hear from George Payton this week in London. He's supposed to speak. And I'm going to guess, you know, when they originally planned that speaking uh, period, it was not going to be uh, a whole lot about uh, the trade deadline probably is probably going to be more like, oh, you're in London. How cool is this? But the way things have gone, I think all the questions are going to be trade deadline and where, why is this team as bad as they, as they are right now? So uh, I guess I'm not really asking you a question, Nick, but that's kind of my thoughts on, on Hackett right now. And, and it is interesting this week. I'm sure we'll hear from Jerry Judy, Bradley Chubb. Some of those guys are going to speak this week, and it's going to be interesting to see what those guys say about the potential of, of being traded. Well, the questions that are going to come from George Payton, I mean, I, we're not going to talk about the obvious, which is uh, how uh, things uh, have been difficult for the team over the past couple of weeks. The questions are going to come about the trades and Hackett's future. Because yeah, yeah. A, as you were talking about this, it, it made me start to think, yeah, I mean, usually November 1st, November 1st is the trade deadline. And, and typically there's not a lot of movement in the NFL, uh, unlike the NBA and MLB. But in this case, with uh, the Broncos and a lot of trade rumors, and that volume has been turned up a lot, before you start thinking about trading players, I think you got to think about your situation with Daniel Hackett, right? His his future, where do you want to go? Because if, if the idea is that the Broncos want, and I'm not saying that they're going to, but if they're thinking about moving away from Nathaniel Hackett next year, you got to think about, well, who are you plan on hiring, and are you going to derail that potential coach by trading away certain guys. Now, the obvious guy is Bradley Chubb, not because he's uh, playing poorly, but based on uh, how well he is playing and his value. And you look around this roster and you say, well, what players have a lot of value? I mean, you're not going to trade Russell. Most people want the Broncos to trade Russell. No, there's a financial commitment that you've already made with him that you just can't get out of, right? You know, uh, and it's like the mob, <laughs> giving them a deal that you can't refuse. So that's where you are with Russell. So now you look around the roster, you say, well, who else can you, you know, deal? I mean, there are a lot of teams that are struggling with uh, not having adequate wide receiver play. Yeah, so Jerry Judy sounds great. But once again, what are you doing to your team? What are you saying to your team? And will Nathaniel Hackett be the coach moving forward? These are all things that George Faden has to think about before he even thinks about moving any players. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be difficult, Nick, because you're talking about a couple guys that 
a couple years ago, you're saying those are their core guys, Bradley Chubb and Jerry Judy. Those are guys that they wanted to build this football team around. I mean, you, you talk about two first round picks, right? Um, right. It's, it's going to be totally interesting to see what they do, because to me, if you can get a first round pick for, for Bradley Chubb, you got to do it. Uh, if you can get a second round pick for Jerry Judy, you got to do it. Now, I don't think they're going to get those. I think there's a chance you get like a second and a third, maybe for Bradley, something like that. Um, you know, Jerry Judy, I think you can maybe get like a third and a fourth. Uh, maybe you do that. I don't know. What, what would you, I, let me ask you this, Nick, and then we'll, we'll take a break here in a second. What would you be willing, what, what do you want? If you're going to, if you're going to be giving away Jerry Judy, what do you want in return? And same with Bradley Chubb. What, what, what in your mind is saying, yep, I, we got to take that deal. Well, first and foremost, the Broncos don't have uh, first-round draft choices because right. of what they gave up for uh, Russell. So it, it, you're trying to amass uh, picks. But for, for me, if I'm going to trade Bradley Chubb, uh, let's be totally honest, you're not getting the same value. It's almost like buying a car. As soon as you drive it off the lot, it depreciates. Even though you know Bradley Chubb has been playing well uh, this season, it, it's, the, it's depreciation. And teams are looking for value. So they're not going to offer a first-rounder for George. I mean, not for George. Uh, George Payton's not going to receive a first-round yeah. pick for Bradley Chubb or a former number one pick and Jerry Judy. Now we're talking about a second and a third pick. That's where you are. And for me, I don't know if I want to move Jerry for a second-round pick because he still has value. The game on Sunday showed as though – the guy still can play. You just have to throw it to him, and that's something that we haven't really seen from a volume standpoint. So you don't want to strip and take away weapons for your from your quarterback because that's the biggest thing. You made a commitment to Russell Wilson. You better have a plan. If you're trading Jerry, you better have a plan. Then you have to ask yourself, what receivers are you going to get in the second round of the draft that's going to be – uh, I guess, give you a certain amount of value. Unless your idea is like, hey, let's see who the 2023 wide receiver free agents are, and then maybe we're going to acquire those guys. But guess what? That's going to cost you money. You're already committed to Russ from a financial standpoint. So how much money do you have? So the only person that you can look at, and I, and I hate to say it because I love the player and I would hate to see him go, but this is the business of football, will be Bradley Chubb. So if you can somehow uh, finagle where you can get a second and a third for, for Bradley, or in this case, you may be able to get a third and maybe a fifth rounder. Maybe you can flip in the draft and try to move up. Maybe you do that. But it's all about giving, getting, receiving value for the value that you're giving away, not just listening to the fans, hey, fire, sell, trade everyone. Because to me, George, that doesn't work and it's stupid. Yeah, well, and it's really interesting because I would I would argue that you should trade Jerry Judy because there's you know an abundance of wide receivers and you can go find a, a really good wide receiver in the draft or free agency or whatever somebody that can that can you know maybe match his production or, or close to it right. But the other issue is he's really cheap right now and his contract you'd like to keep his contract for another year right because he is cheap. And then the other side for Bradley is, oh, well, you can maybe get a lot more for Bradley. Uh, but the issue is it's really hard to find really good pass rushers, right? And the other issue, too, is you say, oh, well, then we should keep him. Well, the problem with that is he's going to cost a lot of money next year after this this season, right? He's going to – it's going to – he's going to – I don't know if he, he'll break the record for 
whatever the highest, probably not, but it's going to be really close, right? Like he's going to be up there with, you know, top five highest paid edge rushers in the league. Uh, and I don't know if the Broncos have the money to do that right now in terms of what they signed Russell Wilson to, Randy Gregory, all those contracts, right? So it's a really tough predicament because you can make an argument either way for for trading those two guys or keeping them. Uh, because again, it's hard to get pass rushers, but do you really want to pay Bradley Chubb? You can get more wide receivers pretty easily, but also Jerry Judy's super cheap. He's super young and could have, you know, a great career going forward. I do think there's like also part of me that's saying, you know, Jerry's going to go somewhere else. You watch, he's, he's going to go to green Bay and all of a sudden he's going to be a superstar. And it's going to be like, where was that in Denver? Right? Like, I think part of it is he just needs a new, new scenery, but um, I don't know, Nick, it's going to be interesting. That's coming up quick. That's why this week is so hectic, man. Like you're talking about a big game. You're playing in London. Then all of a sudden you fly back and the trade deadline is like Tuesday when you get back uh, a week from today. So uh, it's going to be a busy week here. Um, And you've got the injury stuff. So uh, lots, lots of, lots of stuff going on with the Broncos, even though they're two and five. So Nick, let's take a quick break, last break here. uh, And then we'll dive into uh, some more stuff on the Jaguars. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, welcome back from that quick break. Uh, During that break, Nick and I continued our conversation about some trade talks. And one thing I wanted to bring up is that that I should have brought up about Bradley that makes this also a very interesting situation, Nick, is the fact that Baron Browning is now hurt. And if you trade away Bradley Chubb, all of a sudden your two starting pass rushers for the next couple weeks are Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper. And nothing against those two guys. I think they both have some some nice potential and could be nice players moving forward but you're really uh saying you know this season's over we're we're packing it in if you're getting rid of a guy like Bradley Chubb I think you could even say the same thing about Jerry Judy right uh so I, I think that they're in a really interesting situation because it sounds like Baron Brown is going to be out probably about three weeks I think that Randy Gregory still has what is it three four more weeks left probably until he's back uh so you're looking at a very interesting situation if they are to trade Bradley Chubb. Yeah, it, it changes everything, man. And this is why, you know, I, I know the fans are really upset. And a lot of those fans play fantasy football and they figure that things work out that easy where you can just click a button and move a player from one place to another. But no, it's terms of the contract. It's money still remaining on deals. And obviously, more importantly, it's draft picks. What are you receiving in return? And I know... Some some fans have said, okay, because I put a video out about, hey, what do you think the Broncos should do come trade deadline? So it's like, uh, fire everyone, get rid of everyone, which you cannot do. Can you trade Nathaniel Hackett? And yes, you can trade them, but I don't think that's going to happen. But they're talking about going out and getting offensive linemen. There are a couple of positions that you never really see teams really trade. 
right? They never really uh, get rid of uh, edge rushers and offensive linemen. Now, if they feel as though a guy's on expiring deal, like we're talking about with Bradley Chubb, or he's been injured, now they look to see if they move, they can move him, but most likely there's not a lot of value there. So with some fans wanting the Broncos to go out and get offensive linemen, I'm like, look, if you go trade for an offensive lineman, George, you, you're getting second and third tier guys who may have versatility, but you're not going out and trading right now to get someone that's a starter. Now, if you're looking to say, okay, well, we're going to get a second and third tier guy, and then we're going to make him into the star, a starter, to me, no, you might as well go into the draft and draft someone and then do it that way because now you, 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 that, you, that guy's getting acclimated to your system. But more importantly, you're not giving up draft capital and you're not saying, okay, well, hey, this guy, we're hoping that he'd be, he could be the guy. No, teams don't really do that. So that's kind of the biggest question. What are the biggest things that the Broncos really need at this point? And if they were able to acquire those guys, does it move the needle where now they can go on the run after the bye? These are all things that George Payton is sitting up there thinking about, but obviously, you know, to the naked eye, to fans, they don't really consider any of that. Nick, I wanted to run something by you since we're talking about trade stuff, and I'm sure we'll talk about more trades here in the next few days, but there's one out there that I actually think is really interesting and one that I would consider, and that's trading Jerry Judy to the Green Bay Packers for A.J. Dillon. What do you think of that? That's been one that's kind of been floated around as like a, I don't know if it's a fan thing or like somebody wrote a piece on it. I don't know. But it's been out there a lot of, hey, why don't they just do that? A.J. Dillon hasn't been as productive this year for the Packers. Uh, it's kind of taken, a, I think, a backseat to Aaron Jones a little bit. Broncos need some more running backs, right? Uh, they need some spark on offense. Packers need a wide receiver. What do you think of doing something like that? And let me ask you this too, because I maybe maybe you you hate that trade. Is there a player out there, or a, a position or a position out there that you're like Broncos? If the Broncos are going to be buyers, let's say they're going to be buyers, they need to go get that guy, or they need to go get that position. Well, I mean, if they're going to be buyers, man, I'm like Roquan Smith from uh, the Chicago Bears. Uh, you know, earlier in the season when Roquan. Uh, was holding out, a little, well, not holding out, holding in, which is uh, something right. new, and we'll talk about that at some point. And, you know, when, when you look at what's going on with the Chicago Bears, yeah, they won the game last night against the Patriots, but they, too, were looking to make moves with guys. Robert Quinn was one of the guys, uh, edge rusher, who was uh, uh, able to say that maybe he might be traded. So if you're going to do that, look at some of the pieces that you have and say, well, how can we make – this team better because obviously, you I mean, you said, well, this season is probably gone at this point. And if you can start trading for guys that can build your team that have veteran experience and also they don't have big contracts, that would definitely help out because now, once again, I, I go back to this because this is Russell's team, whether people want to, to believe it or not, there's a, a long-term financial investment there. So it's about building the team around him. Obviously the offense Right now, it doesn't seem as though it's built uh, around him. So that's kind of what I what I would do. Because to me, I believe, in, you know, making this defense that much better, because there's a lot of pressure on this defense week in, week out to, uh, you know, score points, and they can't really break down. But he brought up A.J. Dillon. And I know why that makes sense, because you feel as though, as though well, Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, they need quality receivers. You trade Jerry Judy there, he would still have to be brought up to speed as far as what's going on. And the thing you hack it, coming from Green Bay, wanting to establish some form of the run, that may make sense in that regard. But here's why I don't like it, George, is because you just said it. 
I mean, A.J. Dillon is taking the back seat to Aaron Jones, and the run game in Green Bay is not doing well. And they, they're having problems with their offensive line. So you trade Jerry Judy, an offensive weapon that can stretch the field for a guy that you can hand the ball off to because you're saying, well, he's a big back. Well, you already did that already. You already have a big back. That's Latavius Murray, right? So the idea is you want to acquire more speedy guys. That's what you want. But why do I get, you know, uh, A.J. Dillon when you already have a Melvin Gordon and you already have Latavius Murray? Why? Why would you do it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I honestly, I also don't agree with it. I also think it's one of those situations. How, how many years is left on uh, AJ Dillon's contract? Uh, I looked it up just now. So I guess you would have him for this season and then two, uh, one more after that. So it's like, you know, do you really want to have him? And then, you know, you're hoping Javante's back next year. So, uh, you know, and I don't expect Melvin to be back. I wonder if they bring back Latavius Murray. I don't know. That's thinking way far in advance, but I don't like it either. I think what you need to do if you're the Broncos, if you're making trades, you're getting draft capital. That's what you need. You don't have draft picks in the future. You gave up a ton of them to get Russell Wilson. You need to build back up some of those draft picks. Uh, and so that's what I'm trying to acquire. I'm not really looking at trying to bring in players. I think Roquan Smith, that's a good, that's an interesting one. Uh, but again, if you're saying the season's over or you don't think you're going to be able to make a run this year, I'm, I'm getting draft picks. Uh, that, that's valuable in this league is having draft picks. Uh, and we've seen a lot of rookies, you know, continue to step up. So that's what I'm looking at. Uh, one trade that did happen this week, Nick, is one involving the team the Broncos just played and the team the Broncos are playing this week in the Jaguars and the Jets. Jaguars traded James Robinson uh, to the Jets uh, in exchange for a sixth round pick because uh, the Jets lost Brees Hall, obviously, against the Broncos torn ACL out for the year. What was maybe your thoughts on that trade? Uh, and what do you think that says about the Jaguars and maybe what they're saying about the rest of their season sitting at two and five also? Well, I thought that was an uh, uh, interesting trade, but it, it was needed and required because James Robinson, I mean, when he burst on the scene, man, he was a monster for, for, for Jacksonville as far as on the ground game. And knowing as though, once again, this offense that, you know, Mike LaFleur is running with the Jets and that thing Hackett is trying to figure out here, with the, Denver, with the Denver Broncos, it's based off one premise. That is running the ball effectively. And, you know, even though, you know, Brees Hall had that one big play, and that was his own explosive play, but it was big enough and had to uh, create a momentum swing, going to get James Robinson, I guess the Jets are figuring, okay, well, we lose a guy who's a dynamic runner who can run through arm tackles, and he, he can explode in that second level. They are kind of getting a, another guy who, who fits that mold, but they're also getting a guy who's motivated. And that's what happens when guys trade uh, trade teams and trade being the operative word is that, that that player essentially becomes motivated because he was just traded from another team to someone else. And he's like, he's upset. He's mad because he thought he had value. So that's exactly what they're getting. But what Jags are saying is says, look, we are a two and five team, but we know that we drafted Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne for a purpose. They work great together and looking at what Travis Etienne was able to put together I think it was 15 carries for 119 yards last week against the Giants they figure as though they have found what they've been waiting for it's almost like a YouTube song right you know uh, we finally found what we've been looking for so they, they, that's the way the Jags look at it and they're playing great defense and they're running the ball well so th this, these are some of the things that you think about George when you're thinking about what guys on your team have value 
that you can move that you figure as though you no longer uh, see them in, you know, your offense or your defense. So great moves by both of those teams. And I, I'm sure that is going to strengthen both of those teams down the stretch. Yeah, I think it, it, it uh, all, well, first off, my favorite U2 song is uh, beautiful day. Um, okay. It's a beautiful day. You know, yeah, that song, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, but I think this, what this trade tells us, Nick is, and we'll dive more into the Jaguars later this week when we preview the game, but, I do think it kind of signs, you know, the, the Jaguars are thinking about their future, right? They're sitting at two and five. They've lost four in a row. Um, you know, they, they really, uh, you know, I think are, um, you know, playing pretty good football at times. Uh, they probably should have won last week against the Giants. But I think it also says, hey, the Jets are going all in. Uh, the Jets believe that they've got a, a playoff football team. And I think they do. Look, they're playing scrappy, good football right now. I don't know if they can keep it up, uh, especially when you lose a guy like Brees Hall, who was playing great football. But um, you know, I, I think that's kind of what it signals. But uh, Nick, what, is, is there any last thoughts uh, before we get out of here? And, and it is a beautiful day here in London. Uh, let me tell you, it's it's really nice out here. Uh, I was I was expecting rain, uh, so I packed like three different rain jackets because my mom, my mom, shout out my mom, she listens to the podcast. She, she's like, she's like, make sure you pack this rain jacket and that coat and all this stuff. And then I get here and I'm like sweating in my hoodie because it's it's like hot outside. So. Uh, but is there anything anything you want to get out here before we uh, wrap this thing up this week? Well, yeah, this is kind of interesting because it just seems as though no matter how old we get, our moms are always there trying to make sure <laughs> that we are taken care of. But the fact that you say you had three raincoats, I was thinking, I said, like, what are you walking outside like Paddington Bear or something like that? You don't need three raincoats. All you need is one. But you know what? Uh, I, I think they, the the boots, the rain boots, I think they call them wellies or something like that. So, mm. I, I don't know, something like that. But but make sure that uh, if it, it does rain, that you go out and get you uh, a pair of, of those boots. And, and knowing you, they, they're going to be uh, pretty uh, fashionable. But, you know, man, the whole idea is that <laughs> uh, and, enjoy uh, London. I can see the sun just radiating off of the side of your face as that side profile comes into frame. So, uh, hey, man, enjoy it. Uh, soak it all up. Once again, take pictures. Remember, you're on a business trip just like those players, so don't overdo it. I mean, have a couple of things on your to-do list for that day after you go and uh, fulfill your responsibilities with the team. But uh, because it's London, man, you're going to want to do so many different things. But just kind of make a list and pick and choose what you are going to do so you're not exhausted. Yeah, you know, I've got, I've like I said, I have a running list. A lot of them I'm going to try and hit on Saturday because we're off on Saturday. And so I'm just going to get up early and, and try and hit them all. But one thing you mentioned there, Paddington, that's one of my favorite movies. Uh, the first <laughs> one and the second one. Those are great movies. I know they're, they're kids' movies, but if you watch those, man, and you're not like crying by the end of that movie, there's something wrong with you. Those Wait, movies you, are fantastic. You cry in movies? Yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? Movies, wow. movies are meant to make you cry, especially no, ones not. like Paddington. Paddington, did, dude, little teddy you, bear. Wait a minute, how did you cry in Paddington? I see, I've seen both of them. How did you know, man? Like when he, when the, when his uh, spoiler alert for those who have not seen Paddington, when his grandma shows up at the end of Paddington and she's like at the door and it's like makes his day because he's like been you know having a really tough time. I was like, oh my god, I love that. That's a great. That's a great scene. Or like at the at the end of Paddington 2, again, spoiler alert, when he almost dies in the river, when he falls out of the train 
and it's like oh my god like he he lit like you i mean it's amazing it's oh, it's hold on George. Nick, you need to cry more man i cry all the time <laughs> movies paddington's a great paddington's a great one man wait a minute, it's, wait a minute. if you're gonna cry because of a movie it's not paddington he falls in the water you gotta figure okay well they're not gonna end the bear at this point. you never know you never know. know they're not gonna do it he's the main character now but okay even then even then if you didn't cry at that one Paddington, the first Paddington, when the grandma shows up, like that is the, the most tear jerking scene like I've seen in a kid's movie in a long time. What? Well, let's, if you're going to cry in a movie or even come close to it, it is Marley and Me, which I saw. Oh, and, it's, a and, and, it's a dog. It's, it's, you're talking about a bear. You're talking yeah, about I a know. Bear. Yeah, yes. I know. And so, it's so, fantastic. I, I didn't think I would cry, but I cried. It's amazing. Listen, man. So, so, Marley me really quickly. It almost got me. It almost got me. But here's the movie. You didn't cry there, Marley and me. There's something no. wrong with you. No, man. I've been okay. See, I'm in. Marley. I'm in the majority here. I'm in the majority. You're the one that's that people are gonna be like, "What is he talking about?" You didn't cry during Marley and me. Well, well, well listen. You know, people have accused me of having my uh, tear ducts uh, dried up. But here's one movie that definitely, definitely, man, it, it it really got me a little moist up here in my eyes. It was the notebook. Mm, yep. Yeah. I like the, that the, one. The notebook almost got me in. And that was one of the movies that my, my wife and uh, introduced me to when we first started dating because I didn't really watch rom-coms. I was like, no, I'm not watching rom-coms at all. But man, after that movie, oh man, it got me. And since she was sitting next to me, you know, I had to be, you know, the, the, the football player, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know, just little allergies, you know, got little allergies here and there. But I'm good. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> how about, uh, how about uh, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith? I cry, you know. You were the chosen one, Anakin. What? You're the oh, chosen what? one. Was it? What? How did you cry on that? I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just oh, saying, what? I love that. I love that scene, though, the emotion. Yes. No, yeah. in my eyes, it's the Jedi who are evil, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're truly lost. Yeah. You were the chosen one. Yes. You were supposed to kill the Sith, not join him. Um, yes. Anyways, my point was, is I, I'm going to, I looked up uh, where all the, the scenes were shot in Paddington, and I was going to try and hit some of them where they filmed the movie. Okay. Because uh, okay. that would be really, I love that movie, so it would be yeah. really cool to, to go check that out, but. Uh, anyways, Nick, we got to get out of here. We we can go on. We need to have our own movie podcast. I think this is like two or three episodes in a row that we just go on a rant oh. about different movies. Um, but uh, we we appreciate everybody. Subscribe, like the podcast. Send any London recommendations that you might have. Shoot them my way on Twitter uh, um, at George Stoya. Hit up Nick on Twitter as well at Nick Ferguson underscore twenty five. Uh, and we will see you guys again later this week to preview the Broncos and Jaguars. 